Hey folks, this is Jesse. Just giving you guys a heads up in this episode, uh, the forces of the Dark Mechanicum and Kelbor Hall decided to uh, infect Steven's microphone with scrap code. So you may hear some degraded sound quality on that mic in particular. However, please enjoy the rest of this episode, and we apologize for the technical difficulties. The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother, and treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Horus Heresy. Whether you're a warrior of the Legionis Astartes, an adept of the Mechanicum, or a mortal in a galaxy of madness, you'll find your place here. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, broadcasting deep within the bowels of the Vengeful Spirit. Hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Remembrancer's Retreat. I'm Jesse, and I'm joined today with David, Pat, Stephen, and William. How's everybody doing tonight? So guys, good. Not bad. So over the weekend, there was the Black Library Weekender, and a lot of cool stuff was revealed. Lots of just overall, just a crazy amount of stuff for Horse Heresy and Sigmar and 40K. Lots of really neat stuff. There showed a little bit of the Warhammer Horror little preview there, which looks pretty cool. But um, you know. We're here for 30K. So let's uh, let's start with talking about the 30K stuff, which the biggest thing they announced or showed us more of was the Siege of Terra. And starting off with the Solar War by John French, the artwork looks absolutely gorgeous. And I love the fact that they kept the, the logo with nice little Siege of Terra underscore to it, which is really cool. What do you guys think? Yeah, she does look nice. So, so this is... The Siege of Terra is what Black Library is branding as like the the end to the Horus Heresy. So this yeah. massive compilation of of novels. Um, I think when did they start, Jesse? Man, it's it's probably it's been, been over a decade, if I remember right. I think you're right. I think the first one, um, Dan Abnett, Graham Graham McNeil. Um, Horus Rising and Legion, I think, kicked it off. Um, yeah, it's been over a decade that we've been able to go down the rabbit hole on something that was always like just myth and legend, right? Horus Rising yeah. and False Gods. That's what kicked it off. Dan Abnett yep. and uh, Graham McNeil. And that was in 2006. So it's yeah. been 12 years. That's, dude, how crazy is that? Right? Just a crazy fucking- light. I just jumped on this just a few years ago and realizing that this book came out when I was 16 is pretty nuts. Yeah. It's kind of hard to wrap my mind around. I was still in high school when, uh, (laughs) when the first Horace heresy book came out back in the heady days of 2008. So you guys are spoiled. Like for, for guys like me, man, we had to listen to the Horace heresy and like they were, it was like the, the smoke and mirrors, right? It was the backroom chats that, people would talk about Primarchs and shit, you know, none of that was really was fleshed there out. Involved? Like, there was, yeah. You, yeah. you make it sound like it was this room that you had to get, like, <laughs> you had to, like, get a nod and a hand and, and you got one behind the room that has that Katie in it that says, stop by the Emperor's Decree, no one will pass. It's true. <laughs> it's true. But, um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about the Solar War. I think John French is the right guy to do this because... If, if you guys have read or listened to um, Praetorian of Dorne, 
uh, John French does a fantastic job of leading us right up to that point, right? Right where, you know, the Alpha Legion is, is um, setting the stage for the invasion of the solar system and Segmentum Solar and into Terra in the final chapter. So I'm, I, I'm just super excited for, for this novel uh, to kick off the Siege of Terra. And uh, I think it's a good thing. I, I think it's good that it's, it's coming to an end. It's getting wrapped up and they're going to put a, uh, you know, they're going to put a little pause on it. I think that's probably good. Well, and this also gives them some breathing room to work more on the black books and things like that too. So like the models and the characters can actually get up to where we are. Well, do any of the writers for black library have any uh, input into the black books? Well, they certainly yeah, used, they certainly yeah. used to. If you look yeah, at I mean, the, um, the credits or like acknowledgements at the very beginning, you'll find rules writers names in there for people who are consulted. Um, and you'll find a uh, library writers as well. Oh, fantastic. Yep. Dan Abnett had a huge hand in uh, writing uh, book five, apparently. Or at least consulting on it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, there's definitely a collaboration, I think, between um, the Black Library authors, certainly the ones that are on the the, the Horus Heresy, and the Forge World uh, design team. And it, you know, if you go to any of these weekender events, or you know, um, even the big conventions, right, and you sit in some of these seminars with the the designers and the developers for Games Workshop. You know, they are very consistent in saying that the lore always comes first, right? We we design characters based on the lore, and then the rules follow. So what they're trying to do is take the the big characters uh, out of the lore and then, you know, give them good rules to make them fit into the game, uh, be, you know, dynamic and thematic on the table. But it's 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 always starting with the lore first. So uh, I know certainly when Alan Bly was around, he consulted frequently with uh, Aaron Dembski-Bowden, Dan Abnett, Graham McNeil. I'm sure some of the other authors that are on the, the Black Library team. So I, I would imagine all, all of that collaboration is, is still ongoing. And, and I'm hoping we're going to see some really awesome rules out of the next um, Black Library book, or sorry, Forge World book, which should be right around the corner. So, sidetrack, sorry. What's, uh, what's some stuff that you're looking forward to, Dave? With um, like specific events and specific happenings in authoring the speech that you're excited to read about? Yeah, so, so I know, Stephen, we, we've had this conversation before when we're going down the, you know, the rabbit hole on the Solar Wars and, and eventually to the, the Siege of Terra. Um, so, so many of the the traitor legions at this point have undergone massive transformation, right? Like, like they're no longer fully human. Um, we know that there are, uh, well, I mean, most of the third legion, right? Most of the emperor's children at this point have gone through some, some type of demonic transportation. Uh, many of the iron warriors, uh, have gone through transformation. Um, the Death Guards show up and they're plague marined out. Yeah, exactly. Right, the Death Guard are getting plague marined out. So, 
I'm yeah, excited. The next, that's the last book coming up. Right yeah, I did notice Barry Dagger has a Mortarion on it. So that'd be cool. I think that was uh, mentioned that that will be the book where it discusses and reveals how the Death Guard became the Plague Marines. How they finally fall. Yeah, that's a mm-hmm. big story arc, right? Because Mortarion for so long was trying to keep his his legion pure, right? It's sort of a tragedy, right? It's it's yeah. uh you know, Mortarian is the the anti psyker and uh anti Maleficarum and and uh eventually just, you know, falls to to chaos and accepts it, uh, I guess. But uh Yeah. It'll be a, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. No she's not happy about it. <laughs> There's there's so many loose ends that get to be tied up, I think, in uh, in this Solar War uh, compilation compendium, um, and I'm just I'm 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 excited to see how the authors take it to the logical conclusion of the Siege of Terra, and uh, and that'll wrap it up, and then we get to see what comes next, which um, the Scouring, <laughs> uh, yeah, Iron Cage, but I mean let's. Let's be real. I mean, this this is going to take them what? I mean, four, five years, probably. Yeah, I mean, how long was the? I can only hope. Yeah, how long they they turned the books out pretty quick. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, after the after the demand picked up and they got more writers on the team. But how many years does the the heresy series encompass? It's like three or four, isn't it? Not counting the the seat itself. Uh, six. The well, the war itself lasts about ten to twelve years. Thought it was five. Time cycle in the warp. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if it took us if it took them that long to cover, like, you know, all the years leading up to heresy. Um or leading up to the siege, and then the siege itself is probably several months worth of of war. Um and yeah, I expect three or four years of, of good good siege of era action. Yeah, they're definitely gonna milk it and fill it full of uh full of good filler content that just I doesn't pay am, off in the end. I am really looking forward to what's probably going to be in the very last book, uh, Horus versus the Emperor. Uh, because up to this point, anytime the Emperor like gets off of his fancy chair to do things, like short of fighting the first murder, it's pretty easy for him. Like he stands near demons and they explode. Um, but it'll be interesting to me to see how they take that character who's always got that calm, cool. He he knows the score all the time, and then to put him in front of Horus and fighting, and it's he's not having a good time. I want to see him challenged. Yeah, no, I, I that I mean that's the quintessential battle, and whoever gets to write that, um, my vote would be Aaron Dembski Bowden. Get out of my house, me. Dan Abnett. Um, oh God, or do you think so? Combo of the two. Yeah, yeah. actually, does what about they, each um, one? Writes a different point of view. They, they write it like an AOL yeah. RP. Just cool. using asterisks to, to do actions and everything. It'll be great. And then somebody's got to do Sanguinis' side of things. Oh, I'm still dead, but my brother's fighting. I'm still dead. Yeah, you know. There's a. a uh, book. They're going to drag out that Sanguinius death scene for an entire book. <laughs> They're going to be like, I watch as my father struggles. And it's going to be chapter just really large chapter print. of Sanguinius thinking about shit. And just being like, man, I wish I could have done s- some more skydiving before I died. And <laughs> Did I leave the stove on? <laughs> yeah. Just a whole bunch My of... My wings like, are feeling cold. Like, like fucking wishing he'd done his bucket list. Yeah. 
now pres- now presenting a whole book of yeah the siege of Terra stuff Sanguinius is thinking about yeah actually it'd be kind of cool Next to see be the, like a Morty cookbook or something it'd be kind of cool to see the uh, the boarding action on the vengeful spirit split up like like said um, into three separate stories but each from a different point of view I feel like honestly that one could be where you'd have a traitor one. A loyalist one, and then the finding the culmination of the two. I don't know that you'd be able to. But yeah, I'd love. To, I'd love a. I don't know that you'd be able to stretch it out in like a whole book, but like a series of short stories, maybe. Oh, I don't know. It'd be cool. Like a couple novellas, yeah. that kind yeah. of thing. I wonder if there, how many like, novellas and shorts we're gonna get for Siege Terra, or if it's just gonna be like five years worth of novel. I'm sure we'll get some novellas because the novellas connect the 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 major story arcs, right? So, um, you know, how do you get from the end of one to the beginning of the other. That's really what the novellas are, are used for. But, um, all right, Steven, I, I agree, man. I, I think it'll be, uh, it'll be epic to see, you know, the emperor's last moments as a, as a fully mortal human being, yeah, right? Because after that, being. he's really not as a corporeal being. And, you know, he, when he uses his his psychic might, right? What remains of his psychic essence to basically obliterate Horus, right? He's just, he's not just killing him. He's taking what was Horus and then the demon that Horus became. And he's, he's basically erasing them from existence. He's wiping them out. Yep. Um, He's destroying their essence. And, you know, it is kind of interesting that I've never thought about this before. Um, but generally, chaos gods are the only ones that are ever described as destroying something's essence so wholly that it cannot return in any way, shape, or form. So, huh, food for thought. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that'll be uh, it'll be a very powerful moment in the in the series, uh, and uh, looking forward to it. Looking Might forward even to cry. There. I'm really curious <laughs> to see what kind of. Uh, I hope this gives an opportunity for box sets of marine on marine action. Of just Siege of Terra series. Oh, dude, what if they release? Oh, actually, just re-release. Just re-release. Um, what was the it? Trail of Calf, and they're like, "Oh, Siege of Terra, guys." <laughs> no, what was, that, uh, what was that? What was that five, board game? Six. What was that board game that they did? Uh, that was the Siege of Terra. It was either called. Yeah, it was, it was just called Horus Heresy. Heresy. Yeah, where it had like city markers and yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, I want to re-release that. I don't know. I don't know when that game came out. But uh, who knows? Also, if we don't get I think, at least a whole novel about Olenus Pius, or whatever his name is, I can never remember it, uh, if we don't get a whole novel of him fighting at Terra, I'm going to be sad. He was there. Yep. His name was Robert Paulson. Yep. That's the dude who writes the black books, right? No, he's the one that found the Emperor like at Horus's feet, and he charges in with just his little las gun, and Horus is like, ha No. Do we know where that actually came from? What is it's out of the that has it's out of one of the Space Marine codices. Like it's a it's a fairly well implanted event. Um, I want to say that you can probably find it in that uh, that Space Marine Apocrypha book that they released. Like it's old fluff. So it's not just Dan Abner no, no. creating Olianus Pius, who's a perpetual who shows up at the very end and. Uh, Okay, I'm no, okay it's been established in the lore, yeah. I believe. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it was the perpetual guy. I don't know if this was Alanis. 
Because he gets killed. He gets killed for realsies. Although... Bro, that's... Oh, well, you know what? It occurs to me that at the end of... Mm, Vulcan Lives? I think at the end of Vulcan Lives. Or... No, it's Unremembered Empire. It's at the end of Unremembered Empire. Um, What's-his-face is telling Olanis, like, yo, you're not a perpetual anymore. You got wildlife life. So that has something to do with it. You know what? It's probably the same guy. I'm mixing up a lot of old fluff. <laughs> no, it was Grammat. Wait, was it? No, yeah, it's, I thought it's it was Grammaticus. It doesn't have a life anymore. You only got one life, Johnny. Yeah, if I remember. So right. Olanus yeah. is a whole different guy. Yeah, you know what? He's, right. a, I was, he's a whole yes. different dude. Yeah, I was on the yeah. right hand from the beginning. Remember Empire yet? What? Look, wow. you, we should. Spoiler. <laughs> look, we all know by now. If you're listening to the Remembrance Retreat, you have accepted a certain amount of responsibility for any spoilers that may or may not arise. Right? We put that out there in one of the first yeah. episodes. Get off my back, Johnny G. Johnny Johnny G doesn't have any more perpetual. No, he a sacred wild mushroom. No. So I've got your uh, where he first appears quote. Realm of Chaos, Slaves to Darkness, page 174. So that way, way predates uh, Dan Abnett. So, yeah, yeah. so he's been around. He's been around in the myth and lore for a very long time. I think. Can it, we just go know, ahead just... and give you the title Black Librarian, since you've got all the books and all the page numbers? <laughs> well, uh, I will accept that humbly, but. Uh, <laughs> I do, uh, I do think Stephen, you are the the recognized lore master for at least the rest of this year. And I get uh, to brag about it for one more month. Yeah. I'm gonna hand it off to somebody else. It'll probably be Rob. Robbie's thirsty for the title. Robbie's th- <laughs> Robbie is thirsty for any title. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> he's he's ready to get in the ring. He sees it, he's like, I'm gonna go there and I win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't know my life. <laughs> I'm just going by what I've seen. Perfect, perfect timing, Robbie. Yeah. You told at, at Nova, you said that if we didn't beat one of our opponents, that we should meet them after the con and beat them up. Like it was weird. How much you wanted to win? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You handed me a switchblade and was like, "I know you've been losing every game. Use this, and you won't lose anymore." <laughs> and I was like, "Robbie, that's a bit extreme, bro." And you were like, "Do you want to win or not?" I was like going down a dark path, bro. Yeah, we call Will Whackcaster, <laughs> but Robbie's really willing to no, win. I did stab that guy. I did stab that guy. I was winning <laughs> at all cost. I stabbed a man. With he just dragon. went ah, right yeah. across the table. Jumped right across like a lamer monkey. Like fucking Palpatine <laughs> in the council room. He's like ah, this just as a one eighty yeah. with a little <laughs> knife. It was crazy. It'd be different, like if I made strong lists and won. But I make fluffy lists and still do good. So it's it's not the whackness, all right. It's just the the unsatiable thirst for comp, you know to be a winner. You know, blame my childhood. Don't blame me. <laughs> right. We unfortunately do not have enough time to to get into Robbie's childhood <laughs> to unpack all of that. So let's just move on. Yep. So uh, let's see. Uh, got an audio drama coming up, Night Fane, which continues the story of Anne and Thiel. Oh, he's Thiel. the cool. He is yeah. the, the badass ultraist. He's yeah. getting another uh, audio drama. Yeah, if man, he's he's my fucking hero. I love Thiel, man. Yeah, yeah. 
Have you guys read? Look, I know this. This, you know what? Fuck that. Actually, this is pertaining to the Horus Heresy. Have you guys read Dark Imperium? Yes. Uh, yeah, Guy, ha- Guy Haley's novel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it starts out in the Horus Heresy. Definitely. Post Horus Heresy scouring era where they're going around hunting the traitors. Mm-hmm. And Thiel's there, man. He's a captain. He so fucking spoiler is. Alert, spoiler alert. Thiel lives. At least for a while. Should we give him? Should we give him even more of a spoiler alert? Gilliman can't find any records of Thiel's death. So, yeah. hey man, he may still well, be. Well, if there's anything that the above. internet has taught me, it's that if you don't know the character definitively died, he became a Grey Knight. Insert hmm. jacking off motion. Well, isn't isn't Thiel's uh, helmet a piece of war gear for Ultramarines in 40k? I'm sure it is, but that doesn't mean he died. No, no, I'm yeah. not saying that. Russ's helmet is a piece of war gear for the Ulrich Slayer, and he's probably still alive. Yeah, and. Yep, Lionel Johnson's helmet is a piece of war gear for Azrael, so yeah. Yeah. Just passing along trinkets. That's a good plug, though, Will. That, like, if you guys haven't read Dark Imperium, read the first. That I don't know. I'm reading it now, and it really does feel like a Horus Heresy book. Like, it, it yeah. feels on the same level of like world building. They're really trying to, and I like that. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think, and I've heard the same thing, although I haven't read them yet, and I, I plan to. Um, some of uh, ADB's novels, like Black Talon, and... Uh, well, man, I tell you, Dark Imperium is worth the read, if only just for the meeting between Dillon and the Corpse Emperor. Yeah. 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 Because he has, like, really? a, oh. he has like a life-changing moment there. You're dead as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Gilliman has a life-changing moment. Yeah, Robbie G. Yeah, he realizes he's not a uh, he's not a son. Well, I won't I won't spoil it. You guys go yeah, out. And read it's, it. yeah. Yeah. yeah, read it. It's good. Don't worry about the fact it takes place in Eighth Edition on this Primaris getting shoved down your throat. <laughs> it sets up the world, and actually, what I like is the fact that it does reinforce. Mo- like you said, Dave, the rules are always taken from the fluff, which makes you think that they, they started writing this book at the same time they were trying to build models and write rules I kind of feel like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it takes a while to write a book, so probably. But anyways, like they explain the reason that some of this armor exists the way it does, and what its abilities are. Like, Mark 10 armor, if it takes a concussive hit, it can pour in uh, self-sealing goo that will seal huh. crack shit like that. Yeah. So it breaks down... Uh... Was it? It's not. What is the Primaris armor name? It's not. Mar- I know it's Mark Ten, but I'm trying to think of what the actual name of it is. Uh, well, there's Gravis armor. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. The Gravis armor. Yeah, but it breaks Portal, down like not Terminator armor. Yeah, but uh, it's great because it does give like it gives reasons like why the inter or uh, inceptors have like those crazy uh, dampeners on their feet and shit like that. So it's because they drop from space, not from like high orbit, like the jump pack dudes do. These guys drop from like actual battle barges that are floating yeah. around in orbit. Uh, Mark Ten is Tacticus armor. Ah, uh, Tacticus pattern. Yes, nice. super cool. Nice. Very. And I, I very love stunning. the uh, the <laughs> the Mark Four inspired helmet, which is really nice. Yeah, um, but it's 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 definitely a good book. Go, that's what I'm reading right now. So that was my thing. Feel is uh, in that book. Nice. 
Now, looking through the uh, through the link here that you posted, Jesse, of all the stuff that's coming out for the Black Library, and man, yeah. there's a lot of cool stuff. Even stuff that's it like, really is heresy related, except yep. for Storm of Iron, which is oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm really curious to see how Warhammer Horror goes. Yeah, that looks cool. The horror series. Um, I'm really curious to see, like, how with a ser- with a series already consisting of demons and just nightmares that just plague humanity. I'm really curious to see where they go with, you know, yeah, like um, how do you make it scarier? A terif- yeah, a terrifying series. I'm really curious about this um called Perdition yeah, Plane. Yeah, the one on the the cemetery world. For yeah, oh, no, uh, is it? Let me see. Yeah. No, no, the disgraced Australian trooper seeking redemption. Can you imagine living on a cemetery world? Right? Perdition's, <laughs> Perdition's Flame? Yeah, I, first I love the cover, and I guess it's an audio... Yeah, it's an audio drama. Perdition's Flame, yeah, which tells a chilling Warhammer 40k tale of a disgraced Australian trooper seeking redemption. Ooh. Spoiler alert, the only way to seek redemption is to die for the Emperor twice. Oh, no, I'm looking at, um, <laughs> I'm looking at Wicked and the Damned. Oh yeah, which, which is, I uh, also love that cover too. Yeah, uh, three horror novellas themed around a trio of battered survivors on a cemetery world they came to be there. Ooh, ah, uh, spooky. Do you know what I love most Too about spooky. this? Is what? it? It's it's. We're going back to the old world, man. The oh world, yeah, yeah, we are. The world Power they blew Peaks. up. I get to read a story about Queek the Headhaker just being a crazy yeah, man. Oh, so Queek. Well, a lot of people don't realize that, like, the old fantasy novels, like, for instance, like, Vampire Wars for um, Vampire Counts and stuff like that, there's some real creepy, chilling shit in those books. Yeah, there's a whole lore that they, I think, Gita, I think, to me, so this is my, this is my secret hope of hopes, right? Like, this is all I want for Christmas, um, is GW to bring back the old world as a specialist game, right? So it's it, it, uh, I totally realize that square movement trays will never be a thing again, right? Like they're not going to build square bases and movement trays. But maybe, just maybe, if specialist games, you know, aka Forge World, were to say, hey, limited release, you guys do this, I, I don't know. I mean, they're Horror still doing. Heresy, it. Yeah, yeah. They're still yeah. doing. They're still doing like lore, like releases of um, like Isle of Blood or something. Yeah. Well, like I know they do. There's the, not enough of those floating around the internet. <laughs> I know they do the uh, made. To, not, I guess yeah, built to order or made to order every so often. Yeah, like old school models. Yeah, yeah that's been really cool. So another thing I'm really curious about is um, our martyred lady. Ah, uh, with Catherine Tate. A, yeah. Mm. Who's yeah. she? <laughs> she is a British actress, comedian. Um, if you ever watched Doctor Who, she was one of the companions back in the day with uh, David Tennant. Which one? I, I watched them. Uh, number 10. Number 10. Oh, she, yeah. She was also in The Office, right? Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. Yeah, the yes. Uh, British one. And uh, she's no, voicing... And the US uh, one. She was in the US yep. one also. Yep, she's uh, playing the voice of Inquisitor Greyfax in a full-length no audio way. drama. Yeah. Oh yep. man. Okay. I'm on, yep. yeah, hundred percent on board. Her being the voice of Greyfax. Every time I see Greyfax, I'm going to think that line. You want yeah. to mate? <laughs> no, I don't want to mate. I want a mate. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's written by Gav Thorpe, and it's a four-part tale of Saint Celestine and Inquisitor Greyfax as they work together to try and prevent a holy war within the ecclesiarchy that could disrupt the balance of power in the Dark Imperium. Ooh, very badass! So, uh, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a fun listen. Yeah, I wouldn't mind reading, or I wouldn't mind listening to an audio drama. Catherine Tate stabbing heretics in the face. Sign me up. And I know some people don't like uh, audio dramas. I really enjoy them myself. Yeah, I just listened to Titan's Bane. Nice, did you? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I got it all audible, and uh, it was pretty neat to to hear a ragtag crew. We're not plugging Audible. They're not <clears throat> any money. Yeah, leave that. Leave that their podcast. Yeah. We're like, <laughs> Dan Carlin. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah. If they want a free plug, they gotta sponsor us first. God damn it! Yeah, That's Audible has to sponsor then. us before we mention them. Audible. <laughs> yeah, Audible. <laughs> yeah, Audible. You number one provider of of media. You get your first free book free with the your first code. month. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it'd be, the money zone. It'd be cool. Uh, my favorite audio drama is Iron Corp. Yeah, that's yeah, a it's good, good. It's good. I mean, th- yeah, for Titan, uh, Titan Bane isn't uh, uh, Iron Corpses, but uh, but you know me, I just love anything with Titans. So <laughs> and Iron Warriors. Yeah, especially it's Iron Warriors and Steel Titans. Ah, uh, my mind's drawn a blank. What's the one with uh, that? That's the Titans are on the Ultramarine World. Mm. Uh, Honor the Dead. Honor, Honor the, the dead. dead. Yes, that's, know, that's yes. my favorite. Yeah, uh, Sutra Vora versus Prometheus. I can't. Got to You got to uh, listen to that I with can't. headphones on too, because I can't. I can't yeah. listen to Honor for that, the Dead or Honor to the Dead. That uh, Titan horn, just battle horn, just war horn. Yeah, Titan war horn just sends shivers down my spine. Yeah, and uh, like at the end when the guy's like, "Oh wait, I'm not in charge anymore," and the demon's like, "No, bitch." I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I um sadly I can't listen to Honor for the Dead or Honor to the Dead. Uh some audio dramas. I don't know what the deal is. I'm not a sound engineer. Uh their balance weird and the sound effects are so loud to me that I can't hear the voices. Mm. Makes me makes me sad. Maybe you gotta equalize it just right. Maybe. maybe. I mean every, to maybe every time I've tried to I've been like driving in a car, so I can't I, yeah. I I hear what you're saying though, Steven. Some of them I think are distracting, like with the background mm-hmm. noises, and and uh, you definitely have to find the right balance. Like, yeah. Sometimes it's like I think Honor to the Dead has uh, like princeps and crew members are talking, but at the same mm-hmm. time they've got like little beat boots and and Titan noises going on in the back, and I'm like, wait, I, what did you say? Ambience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. <laughs> What I like about audio dramas is the different voices. Like I could yes. do, I could do without the background noises. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just I think give the, me the actors. Yeah, just give me the voice actors. Like I don't need to hear explosions. I I know what that sounds like. Just insert text that says, "Just just have one person go boom," and you're like, "Oh, well, that's <laughs> huge." Yeah, some some very calm voice coming in the background. A titan explodes in the background to the sound of a volcano tearing through its canvas. And like, oh, okay, well, now I can imagine it, and I can hear the dialogue. Wonderful. Yeah. So Butcher's Nails has this great scene where Latora Sarn is just 
delivering out commands and everyone's going, I, I'm captain. And you hear the sounds and the sirens going off and it's just an awesome scene. Nice. Yeah. Some of them are really good and you feel like you are actually there. Yes. I have a, I have a weird thing about butcher's nails. It might be because Dan Abnett didn't write butcher's nails, but he wrote betrayer, but the characterization for Lotara and butcher's nails is so different compared to her characterization in Betrayer. And I don't know what the time difference between them is, so I can't say that, like, yeah, she's just gotten used to Angron's bullshit by now. Well, because Austin and I did the math on this. Uh, Lothar's been the captain of the Conqueror for, like, 27 years. Butcher's Nails takes place early on in at the at the onset of the, uh, the Shadow Crusade, and Betrayer takes place pretty much close to the end of the crusade, which lasted about a year. So that's why it's weird to me that she's like, no, we can't do this. No, my lord, please, no. And then in Betrayer, she's like, shut up, Angron. I got stuff to do. Oh, Captain Sarn didn't seem that uh, meek in Butcher's Nails. Like, she really... Maybe it was her sex. She, she really... I don't know. Yeah, she really, uh, like... What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. And re- really enjoyed taunting the Eldar and just fucking them over. She, she did, relished sure. that. Ooh, Storm of Iron is getting released as well. Mm, yeah. Are the, did they mention they were doing an audiobook for um, Titanicus? Yeah. Oh, god damn it. I wish they, they, they? were. They did a re-release yeah, of they, the book. They did a re-release right? Titanicus the re- of the art cover. They still haven't done a damn audiobook. You would think they would, though, Will. I mean, that would just be right. such an easy win, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You re-release it? I'm, I figure they got to. I'm holding out hope. Yep. We'll see. Yep. On the note of... Well, I mean, Titan Death should be getting an audiobook here pretty soon, right? Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm excited oh, for Titan Death. Ugh. You know what I'm excited for? Titan Death? Titanicus. <laughs> along with Titan Death. Ooh, I can get a nice Six little knights. I'm here six, paint my six little knights, and oh my god, they are so adorable. I uh, I'm ready. I'm ready for Titan Death. Yep. So that hopefully my goal is to have my Legio Sutravora painted in time for Titan Death, so I can dig into Titan Death, read out Legio Critus, build and paint Legio Critus, and then put my Sutravora on the shelf. Gather dust. You know, Stephen, if you sign up for Audible. And you get your first book free. <laughs> you could probably listen to Titan Death on Audible. Hey Jesse, <laughs> let's stop talking about Audible, where you can get a uh, a book for free if you sign up today. Use offer code yeah. Remembrance Retreat. It's not really. God, no, what no, a no, terrible offer code! It's got to be like, uh, well, hey, just I think they just give it to you now, don't they? Well, oh, they try to customize up. it still. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. wouldn't just be like. All right, your offer code is hand jobs for Jesus, and you're like, this has <laughs> Jesus nothing Christ. to do. This has wow. nothing to do with our podcast. Wow, great! <laughs> I got crazy real quick. Is that our new punchline? Absolutely, that's our new not. hashtag. <laughs> I really, I really hope not. Can we go back to hard for Harris? That <laughs> is less cringeworthy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so um. Yeah, that's for the most part of the 30K stuff. Oh, oh apparently they're re-releasing the first two books and nice fancy covers, which I really don't oh, understand yeah. why they didn't Collector do the first. Style, huh? I don't know why they didn't do the first three. 
it feels kind of weird no, just no, seeing no, horse rising and false gods i, I guess man I can't wait they to gotta buy. pace themselves guys come on i can't wait <laughs> to buy horse rising and false gods in those fancy new book covers and then leave them both on airplanes like i did my original series. oh no yeah right it's gonna be so be good fun. oh the nostalgia um although i would like to note before we move on from this if that's what we're doing mm-hmm. um sure if for whatever reason you haven't read Storm of Iron, but you read and enjoyed Angel Extremata, read Storm of Iron. Nice. Yeah. I'll be sure to do that. Yeah. Oh, uh, and- Angel Extremata is basically just one huge callback to Storm of Iron. <laughs> nice. Like all your personal tips that you see in Forex and Kroger and all of them in Storm of Iron mm-hmm. get established in Angel Extremata. It's really cool, like prequel throwbacks thing. Dig it. Also, it's a Titan. I wonder if um, day is your dice. Anyway, turn. Hmm. So, one last thing, Inferno. I wonder if we're going to see any 30k stories and in the Inferno series that's coming out as well. Hmm. Maybe. Hmm. They don't say specifically the old world or Sigmar or 40k. They just say tales from the worlds of Warhammer. So, oh, that's a good question. Good. Yep. Question. Have to keep our eyes peeled on that. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like probably keeping all the horse heresy stuff firmly confined to the respective book series and Siege of Terra. I don't know that we'll see a lot of it. Yeah. And the over hundred pieces of lore of short stories, audio dramas, and novels. Yeah, yeah. they'll probably keep, yeah, it, keep contained. it concise. Keep it concise. <laughs> I think I did a count. I think there's like over hundred and twenty different titles to the Horus Heresy series. It's really? crazy. Yes. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot of process. Yep. Yep. With that being said, what's next on the docket here today? Blackstone! Oh, boy. Blackstone Fortress. Yeah. Man, I know you're super excited to talk about this, Stephen. Chaos Primaris confirmed. No. It's not chaos. <laughs> <laughs> why, 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 why are you spouting this ignorance? It's just is, is it's just talk. Is chaos. there anything anybody else wants to talk about before we go down the Black Fortress, Blackstone Black, Fortress, the Black Fortress, Blackstone, Blackstone Fortress, Fortress, Blackstone Rabbit. Black Hole Forest, Black, 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 Fortress, Black Rabbit Fortress. Yeah, learn, <laughs> learn more about it on Audible.com. What? <laughs> God damn it! Uh, Are they gonna? Is GW gonna release a funnel, like? Because I just yeah. handle all these games coming out back to back. Like, I just finished, like, my first Maniple, and now I'm like, am I playing Blackstone now? Or, or am I a Titanicus player? Like, who am I now? Who you're a Warhammer I? player, and that's the, that's the <laughs> end of it. No, man, you're a GW fanboy. You're just a yeah. sheep, bro. That's what I feel like, man. They're just... I, well, like, they just keep making good stuff. I mean, it's not your fault. For for clarification, Robbie, what part of the funnel goes where? Like, is the narrow end go into? Does the narrow end yeah. go into GW's bank account, and you just pour your money yeah, into the wide end? Big end, just as money. Yeah. Or is it like the narrow end goes into your weight esque closet of holding, and then you just put all the games and models in the big end? Is it can we can we sponsored funnel? Like, can we can we go ahead and and uh, you know take take some safety in the fact that 
GW doesn't have like a line of credit like other companies do. <laughs> like, can you imagine if GW had a credit card? Oh, dude, no. Okay. Oh, God. Don't put oh, that evil on us. Man, you're getting my ideas. I'm not talking you about direct no deposit. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I wonder if you get, like, if you buy GW stock. Son of a bitch, Dreadwing is out. I gotta read this. Sorry, guys. If, like, are, are you leaving right now, Jesse? <laughs> like, are you going to come back? <laughs> no, no, keep keep talking. Keep talking. I'll, I'll just you, uh, listen. If you buy GW stock, and then, like, you know how sometimes if you stock as well enough, it'll pay you back dividends? Is there yes. an option to just get paid dividends in models? Just yeah. models, yeah. Sorry, okay. never mind. Never mind. 10th of November. The button's oh. all bright and red, just ready for me to add the basket, but then you look down at the little fine lines, like, oh, no, it's not working yet. Sorry. JK. Continue, man. continue. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, Blackstone, super excited, super looking forward Very to it. Very exciting. Yeah. I was I was talking to my girlfriend the other day about love, like dungeon crawls, how much I love the derelict ancient space what's-its in Warhammer. And <laughs> on the way to Nova, where Blackstone got teased for the first time, I was I was riding with Austin, and I said to him, you know, I don't understand why they keep making all these dungeon crawl games for like Age of Sigmar and fantasy themed when there's like make a game about a space hulk or like the Nakas Labyrinth or something where you're a tech adept or an adventurer or whatever and you're exploring this ancient technological catacomb that no one's been in and then that very night Blackstone oh man it's like it's as if the gods heard my cry and looked upon my bank account and pitied me so how many copies are you going to get? Five. At least five. <laughs> five. I need, look, yeah. there's two cast space marines in the box. I need enough to form minimum a 10-man squad. So I got to so buy five boxes. Well, you know, there's logic there, so that makes sense. I really like the fallen Cadians, though. How cool are those yes. guys? Yeah, the cast renegades. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yep. And like I was telling Dave, one of the most exciting things for Blackstone for me it's not just the game itself, although that is pretty exciting. Is the possibility that we're going to get a whole new line of Chaos Space Marine models, a whole new line of like Chaos Renegade models, which may include Beastmen and those Fallen Cadians. Um, mm. We've got creepy Psyker models. Just so many possibilities for new stuff in the future. Plus, like, look at all the crazy like stuff that is completely out there, right? Like those weird little ghoul creatures. Those are those are actually Dark uh, Eldar little, uh, monsters. Pod. Yeah, they, are those they? are sold okay. individually in fine cast. Is that what they're called? Oh, are they? Are these just plastic ones that are yeah. doing them? Yeah, it's okay. pretty, it, it almost looks like the exact so, same scope. So, real quick, earlier, we were discussing this, right, before we started mm -hmm. recording, and I was saying that there's only seven sculpts. And here's my reason why, because I'm on board with you, Stephen. I think they'll do the seven sculpts and then do an additional three dudes as like an easy build kit for Renegades. I can see it. So you'd get your ten dudes for your base squad, and then from there they would then just box all that shit up in one box where you'd have all ten guys. Well, it's well, all push fit. They, so yeah, that's what they did. Expect yeah. to see like the, the Marines and stuff. They should be also yeah. Easy that's to build what they did with, uh, with Chaos Space Marine or not Chaos Space Marines. Uh, Cultists after Dark Vengeance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, uh, they just put them all in boxes through a Chaos Space Marine, and everyone was like, all right. Thanks, Games Workshop. Oh, yeah, that is right. It does come with like one little Space Marine dude to lead them, doesn't it? 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that there's no such formation, but whatever. <laughs> I would definitely love to see that. I'm, uh, I'm hopeful that we will. That's well, what that's what they did with um, the, the Rogue Trader kit out of uh, Kill Team. They gave them data slates for 8th edition. Right, right. Now, I would love to see additional models to make like a full army. But I don't think you'll see a full army. I think you'll just see individual yeah. units. Yeah. And, well, what, what I think, because um, for sure we're going to get a kill team uh, in the future. But I think kind of like the way they did with, uh, with Mechanicus. You know, the, that was kind of a late introduction to, to an otherwise established roster of, of armies. Um, and I want to say they did another one for 8th edition. They kind of added someone new in there, but I can't think of who it is all of a sudden. Um, but it'd be cool to see a... Uh, oh, they kind of made Death Guard a whole separate faction on their own. Uh, but it would be cool to see a like a Chaos Renegades army come back. Yeah. Um, and I, I, might even, I might even play 8th edition if that happened. If it really came back. Not like how Ford... And hook, line, and sinker, right? that's how they get you, oh. Steven. <laughs> What'd you say, Will? I said, and we're talking like a like an official comeback, not the bastardized version that uh, Forgeworld had at the beginning of Eighth, right? <laughs> I just want to make sure that the listeners know exactly how much you hate it. That's all. I yeah, I, side side tangent. I hate Eighth Edition Renegades and Heretics almost more than I hate almost more than Austin hates Pedro Cantor. <laughs> That's a story for another day. Yeah, if you want to know the full story, listen to our new series. Plug. <laughs> <laughs> like I did that. I'll yeah, throw something in there. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but yeah, it's I could see the the little chaos psycher dudes, the beastmen, and the fallen cadence kind of all starting to be the the core of a new like a renegade army. Oh yeah, dude, like followers of chaos or some shit. Yeah, we're just lost and just yeah. lost in the damned. Which is what it's always about. Yeah, just straight up lost mm. in the damn. You're right, you're right. And then just be like, fucking, dude, they that's would, genius. They would just each be individual units, right? They yeah, wouldn't all have to part be. part of the same army. If they're not yeah. each individual army. Yeah. Uh, and I, fucking brilliant. I feel like that is... I mean, that's what they used to the, do for fantasy. Like, yeah. Chaos used to have... That's what, Warriors of Chaos used to be beastmen, yeah. like, actual Chaos Knights, and... Uh, demons? Question mark? I don't know. I, I didn't play a whole lot of fantasy. Um, but, like, I mean, you see it with the Gene Stealers. Uh, there's Imperial Guard kits that just have Gene Stealer upgrade sprues. Yeah. yeah. They've got a Russ upgrade sprue that has, like, Gene Stealer icons <laughs> and other random so, like, It would be super simple to do that for Chaos. And, frankly, I don't understand why Games Workshop hasn't done it yet. Oh, wait. They did. And they discontinued it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean the if they it, I think if they brought it back, oh, plastic, I'd be all over it. Uh, more affordable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you'd see a lot more people getting into it. But it just seems when you ha- when you take into account how many guard you'll have to paint and build for that price, it's like Krieg. You're just not going to see many of it. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> but and think of the think of the massive influx of warp cults that you'll get for heresy. Just hey, now suddenly it's economic to to build a plastic traitor militia army. Sweet! It's happening. Yep. We can only dream, dude. That's it. Am I the only person that really wants that uh, cleric model? 
with the silly servo skull oh, yeah. that's got a flamer. I think you are, man. Oh uh, no, I mean I can't is that a is a little wire is the it a wire going Abbott. to his nose or is it half a mustache? Because I saw it and I was like, that's a weird mustache. But then I looked at it more and I was like, yeah, it looks more like a fire. <laughs> and then Pat pointed out the fact that the servo skull has a yeah. gun, and it was all over from there. So I do love the idea of being robbed by a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm sorry, Will. Earlier, give me, earlier give tonight... Me, give me your calcium. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Will. Earlier tonight, I got on to you bringing up skeletons in a sci-fi podcast, but here we are. That little skeleton has yeah. got a gun. Uh, I <laughs> formally apologize on air. No, thank you. I do appreciate that, buddy. I would do not accept, though, because that hurt, cut me real deep. Cut me real deep. I'm a skeleton. Did you say oh, yeah. you are a skeleton, skeleton or in your skeleton? No, I said you, and you cut skeleton. me real deep as a skeleton. Oh, oh a... I see. Okay. Well, maybe I didn't. The listeners can listen and tell us what we, I said. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> skeleton with a gun. How could you not love that? I mean, I certainly do. Yeah. I love that female model with the iron halo and long flamer. Yeah, can we talk about her? Chain flamer? That oh, crazy she. Yeah. I don't Yeah. I can't what, read what it. What is she? Is she like a person? Cru- uh, like a, some like sort a, of crusader or something? Yeah, like well, my first I was like a sister's repentia, but she's wearing too many clothes to be a sister repentia. So, <laughs> so Steve, this kind of reminds me of like you know how Enforcer in the Arbite series, like uh, the Echelari have like their own cult militia, and like they have these cult militia crusades, and it hundred percent reminds me of like one of those characters. Mm, no, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Uh, hmm. <laughs> but seriously, but, all those models are just downright gorgeous. Yeah, going to be a huge seller. Yeah, and if you've never played, and if you've never played like a Warhammer game before, I highly suggest it. I played Silver Tower before, and it's just there's so much replay value in it. Um, every every game is different. You know, every every room gets generated, and it's Gribbly's inside. You can fight her. You know, sometimes the room is on a fire, and you get hurt. That happens sometimes. Um, but if you're if you're into that like that kind of dungeon crawl genre that uh, has kind of been the roguelike, yeah, the roguelike. What was the game that you were mentioning earlier? Well, with the dwarves, a uh, dwarf, uh, a dungeon. Oh god, dang! Uh, dwarf King's Quest, Dungeon Saga. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, it's very much in that vein. It looks like, and so it, it's definitely going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited for the possibility of them just releasing character packs for me to use all my current existing character models with. Oh, it's not yeah. just a possibility. They announced it. They will be holding a whole shit ton of support for this game with new models, new characters, new enemies. It was mentioned. They're definitely going to be whole hog on it. Yeah. And, and as they should, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you, you know, our listeners have been following along as closely as we have on this, but Warhammer community has got a great uh, series of reviews. Uh, I think they're up to six. The last one was the unboxing. And if you look at the the way the board is designed, the tiles, it would be very easy to create expansion sets to plug into those tiles. In fact, oh, sure. uh, I mean, I, I they're almost going to inevitably have to because it doesn't look like a, a full board 
the, you know, in the picture and a Blackstone fortress is, you know, it's just ridiculous. It's enormous and it, it rebuilds itself as you go through it. So, um, what? Yeah. Mm, possible BFG tie-in? Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. This thing is like all uh, demonic and chaotic and just builds itself? So, I, I don't... So, Will, I don't think it's demonic. I think Blackstone Fortress in the lore predates um, anything we know. Even the Eldar, right? Even the Eldar don't know where the Blackstone what? Fortress come from. Yeah, so... No, hang on, hang on. I just want to stop you there, right there, Dave, because I want to say that they actually talked about Blackstone Fortresses in detail in an article on Warhammer Community just recently. I think Three they did. Ago. Yes, actually, it's the latest one. If, yeah. if you don't mind me reading a little bit. No, please. So Blackstone Fortresses are colossal spaceborne citadels of unknown origin valued for their terrifying and strange abilities. Many have suggested that they were built by, by the mysterious precursor race known as the Old Ones though none know for sure. Once the Imperium possessed six of these towering fortresses, each reinforced by the ingenuity of the Adeptus Mechanicus and used to fortify the frontiers of the Imperium. And in Abaddon's 12th Black Crusade, all six were lost, with two captured by Chaos and four destroyed utterly. Both captured fortresses would prove devastating during the early engagements of the 13th Black Crusade. One was used to secure the services of legendary renegade Huron Blackheart, while the other was eventually hurled into the surface of Cadia, resulting in warp storms and physical devastation that Christ. utterly obliterated the planet. And apparently, uh, according to this game, this is an undiscovered Blackstone Fortress. Ooh, nice. So it's a seventh. So, uh, yeah. We know of six. This is a seventh? Damn. Yep. Seven. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. Yep, here we go. Eight <laughs> land shots straight into a cruiser. Dang, so, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but Stephen, you were talking about possible BFG tie-ins, and uh, on that... I mean, I don't, I don't know how oh, yeah. it would tie-in. I was mostly just going to, like, throw in ideas at the wall, but I, there, there's obviously some sort of, like, little ship mechanic going on, some little, right. kind of, like, little mini-game or metagame. Um, based on which vessel you use to board the Blackstone Fortress. So maybe like in the future you get like cruisers instead of tiny little escorts. I don't it's know. It's called Who knows? the Not me. Precipice Board and it includes six double-sided spacecraft that your explorers will be able to trade with throughout the game. So I see it as maybe a resource mechanic um, as the... Uh, I guess probably, you know, the, the game itself, the dungeon crawl part of mm -hmm. the game unfolds. Um, I do like how this, because um, I didn't realize that mm -hmm. this was like an undiscovered Blackstone Fortress, where it's not necessarily completely antagonizing to the players, is how I kind of interpret that. The fact that you can go back and do some trading and things like that. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. This is not like, this is not a chaos creation. This is unknown. Well, like, it's it's closer to um, yeah, it's closer to Shadows of Hammerfell Tower, and Shadows of Hammerfell or Shadow <laughs> over Hammerfell? No, Warhammer Quest Hammerfell had uh, kind of like little quote unquote side quest mechanics going on. Like you could go and into a tavern and shop and buy stuff, um, and take little extra quests and whatnot. So 
it certainly, I, I foresee the game kind of having an end goal, like go into the center of the Blackstone <laughs> Fortress and I don't Achievement know, pee on the wall or something. And then this have was mine. piss on the old ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're called Slon. Thank you. Titanicus confirmed it. Um, if you don't believe me, look in the rule book. Uh, it's there. Um, but then, you know, have little side quests like I don't know, go figure out where all these chaos marines are coming from and I punch them in the butt. Yeah, I I, I hope it's like really more towards the RPG side of the house than um Oh it definitely a, looks like it. Yeah, I, and I think that'd be really cool. I don't know, Jesse, have you seen anything that says like you need a a, a DM or a GM to run this game? Uh, not necessarily, but like how we played Execution Force the other day. With you running okay. the baddies and pulling out the cards and stuff, I would imagine that it would go a whole lot smoother with someone yeah. in the role of a game master. Yeah, that would that would make sense because yeah, I think probably getting into controlling all of the reactions and um, yeah, it would definitely be a full time yeah, job. Definitely a full time job for somebody. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Hey, is anybody going to get this on November 10th? Is that when it comes out? Shit. <laughs> pre-order. Pre-order. I want to. I want to get it on November yeah. 10th, but it's on like the Christmas list that I gave to my family. So I might have to wait yeah, until after Christmas snag December to pull the trigger. Um, but I by that time... Yeah. But uh, by that time, several of my nerd friends will have gotten copies. So Stay cool. Yeah, this is exciting. This is this first time in a while that we're actually excited about a board game, not just for the models to use in another game. Yeah. <laughs> Remember Betrayal of Cal? Yeah. Yes, very fondly. Me too. Uh, Let me grab these Marines and chuck everything else out the door. Yep, just, man, the, there are... Look at all this cardboard. That's cool. <laughs> Did you guys ever play Betrayal of Cal? Has anyone no, ever... No, I still, I still got packs. I still got uh, packs of the decks just lying around. <laughs> Rob, Robbie, you said you played it? Yeah, so I, I tried to get my brother into the game. Um, so I was like, oh, dude, we'll, we'll play Betrayal of Kalth. I've never played it. It'll be fun. It'll be like a little introductory. Well, he's like, we played the game. It really wasn't that fun. Uh, oh. And he's like, man, this game sucks. And I was like, damn it, this is not <laughs> what I wanted. I was like, all right, we should play the regular game. He's like, no, nah, man, I don't have time for that. I was like, oh. Mm. And then I never even like every time I got another Betrayal of Kalth, I'd direct like I would open the plastic. I'd open the box by the trash can so I could dump all the paper and the dice. I was just immediately before I even pulled a screw out. I was just screw this paper. It's just dead weight. Get out of my box. <laughs> yeah, there's you know how there's legends of, like graves filled with ET cartridges out in the desert. Yes, <laughs> it's gonna be like that, except filler <laughs> And while I'm at it, burning a Prospero cardboard game pieces. <laughs> how many? How many of us have yeah. like way more than they ever need of those dumb D10s and D20s that came in burning a Prospero? Yep. Although, admittedly, if you play Battlefleet Gothic, suddenly you've got a use for all those D10s. Just saying. Also, out of burning a Prospero, you can get a lot of cool like sun markers and things like that. If you remember, like the the cutouts, some of them can be like oh, yeah. planets and stuff. We were uh, we were kind of talking about this before, um, 
we started recording though you know i think this might be a good time since heresy's kind of i don't know maybe taking a little bit of a a pause you know in in terms of uh new releases and stuff and i think Mm -hmm. in our community our community we're just uh we're, we're not doing a lot of heresy gaming right now but um i think we could go back and and try to play oh. some of those board games. Let's fucking do that, man. Yeah, yeah. Live, give it a shot. Live cast uh, playing Burning, Burning of Prospero, Betrayal of Kelf, uh, with liberal amounts of alcohol. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Every time someone rolls a one, take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. and the Skippy must flow. The Skippy must flow. We've got that uh, that sweet camera setup that we cast Battlefleet Gothic on once. Yeah. We could do it again. We could do it. Yeah. I can make it work. We yeah. should uh we should have at least one or two people that have never played a Warhammer game playing it and just can just with a camera focused on their face as <laughs> every time something weird happens and you're like, oh, that makes sense because <laughs> the warp is basically hell and we fly through it to go faster just, than light. Just a reaction cam, just an overhead of the game yeah. and a reaction cam. <laughs> and we're we're just cheering, oh man, bolter shots and just just what? No. <laughs> basically we can just replace any reaction cam with that meme that blonde guy. Excuse me, face. <laughs> Alright, so now we've got a Warhammer quest neatly tucked away. Y'all want to wrap up with some events and call it a night? Sounds good to me. What have we got? Well, I know Dave is running our... Well, let's let's start with uh, Maryland 30K, who they have a game on Saturday. On uh, November 10th, Maryland 30K is holding a narrative campaign up at uh, Games and Stuff in Maryland. I'm checking them out on Maryland 30K on their Facebook page. Got several people going. Looks to be a good time. Starts at 10 a.m., so get on in there early if you're interested. And on November 11th, we have our Ariana Forge Super Heavy slash Titan event going on at Battlegrounds. Come on in. Uh, We have pre-game over at uh, Billiards at 11. Register and check in at 12 at Battlegrounds next door. And I guess we'll be playing until 6 p.m. If you haven't uh, already, go back and listen to our episode. We have a nice little overview over how this game is going to be played. It's a little bit different than most. And uh, without repeating everything I've said already, just uh, go check it out. Check out the details on our Facebook page at Richmond 30K and uh, Remembrancers Retreat. And uh, those are the two upcoming for this weekend, actually. Man, time is flying by. Man, I might not be able to make the Ariana Forge game. Don't make Dave no, cry. Don't say that. Stop it. I also got to repair my Titan. Shit, she ate pavement. Ooh, what happened? Uh, at some point in the drive back from Nova, she shifted in the back seat, or rather the 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 like the hatchback area. Uh, she was resting up against the hatchback door, so when I opened it, she just slid right out and hit the pavement. Oh no. Oh no! Yeah, near as I can tell, only the carapace like actually lost any shards, and I really only found like one real shard. So I think I'll just super glue that back on, and then all the armor plates popped off. I discovered that they weren't super glued on in the first place, so no problem. Yeah. All good. Yep. Nice. 
I mean, I don't know, but by the time this episode airs, like, uh, if you're listening to this, uh, just come. It'll be fun. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know uh-huh. probably be like the next day. Just get your shit, pack it in the car, come down, we'll drink, and we'll uh, we'll ro- roll dice. It'll be awesome. Good times will be is had Is Joe by coming all. back to this? Is uh, Joe coming he back is. to this? He is, yes, yes. All right, yeah. well, I guess I'm just going to get to Virginia, West Virginia late at night because I'm going to play with my Titan. That's my boy. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. Chaos Regna will walk. The Gore Queen. Mm, yep. Yep, yep, yep. I'm excited to render her in Tiny Titanicus scale. I am too. Too. That'll be fun. Well, I'm excited that you're using 8th edition rules, so I get to bring my armagers, and I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll be fun to uh, to not watch just knights get vaporized under these shots. <laughs> it's just to better bring Oil is better bring some more knights then if that's the case. Oh yeah, it, it's going to be a cluster. Does Jake does does Jake <laughs> run loyalist or chaos? Chaos. Yeah, I figured. Sure. Uh, traitor, you Jake? Uh, oh yeah, world leaders. Duh. Yeah. We might need some more loyalist knights. Just saying. Hmm, many might be willing to. Uh, well, fuck, if, if, J- if Joe's coming, he's got, like, a whole night house. Yeah, he does have a house. Yeah. Ooh, he's got two rounds now. Yeah. 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 It'll be fun. I got a night house come at me. I'm ready. I got Dark Mechanicus <laughs> transfers with their names on it. Awesome. Although I wouldn't... Hmm. I just really... So I got a Falchion, but I'm pretty sure f- the uh, Shock Pulse doesn't work the same way in 8th edition, if it a- even works that way. I have, to I have no idea. I don't think it... Yeah, I don't think it's an 8th edition. I can look right now. Look right yeah, now. It's too. okay. We'll, we'll figure it out. I mean, I know the... Jesse, I think you actually sent me the rules for the Fellblade, but I think like it still has the high-impact uh, ammunition or the, uh, the regular-impact ammunition kind of stuff. Okay. Interesting. So what's next? What's, what's after Ariana Forge? What are, what are we up to? Uh, Christmas game. It'll be the uh, yeah. the battle for Santa Claus again. That's right. That's right. And not just Christmas game, but that's right. It'll be our whole very heresy Christmas. Uh, so we'll have a game going on. We're doing the Secret Santa as when the the gifts exchanges go live for Secret Santa. Um, if you want to win some cool prizes and get declared the lore master for 2019, you can throw your hat into the ring for the Horus. Horace Heresy Trivia Contest. So, um, so we might need to do a separate episode on on this. Uh, but November, no, sorry, December first. Um, <laughs> there's a whole shit ton of stuff going on. There's Heresy Gift Exchange. There's a game that Will's running, right? Center mm-hmm. Claus. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's and December first, I think. Yeah, uh, December first. Yep. Yep. At yeah. battlegrounds, and then Stephen, you are passing off the lore master title to somebody. Yep, probably Robbie. Let's, let's go ahead and. I mean, Robbie's got to win it first. Hold on a sec. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna Robbie's, say, Robbie's a strong contender this year. <laughs> Damn, um, it came down. It came down to uh to instant death last year between me and Robbie. Um, 
But if you are unaware with how I do the, the trivia thing, uh, it's a series of questions. <clears throat> I had been tossing around some ideas about what I'm going to end up doing. It's just the way I always do it. A series of questions. They range from simple things. Uh, classified as just very easy. Like, you know, what was the Night Lord's Legion number? Uh, they go all the way to very hard, such as what is Nocturne's stellar grid location? Me, like, so, so, like, where is it located in the segmentum, or do you want like a grid location? There's, there is a very specific public, uh, published grid location number. That is the answer. Wow. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, fuck that nonsense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm. I'm gonna go ahead and say it now. I will be asking. The contest. It will show up. This is your chance now to find that number and memorize it. Repeat the question. What is Nocturne's <laughs> stellar good location? Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's just some answer. When you get the most points at the end, wins a the title, Warmaster 2019. You get a fancy trophy that I've been working on. You have a trophy? Yeah, there's a there's a trophy for it this year. There wasn't the previous two years, but Jason did put in for... He gave me a purity seal this year for it. Or Ooh. last year? Ironic, because your word bears, but yeah. yeah. Uh, this year's trophy is a golden uh, Blue Scribes. The Blue Scribes model on a little plinth. Nice. So, to Very accurately cool. depict the lore master as a gibbering little monster. It's actually a really good time. The the whole the whole uh, I guess competition takes place after the event. We go over to uh, either billiards or the steakhouse, and um, Stephen rattles off a ton of trivia from the the Heresy universe. And um, I don't know, Stephen, are you running it any differently this year? Um, no, I think I will take Jason's idea from last year of doing uh, multi-part questions for bonus points. But beyond that, it's, it's going to be the same way that it's always been done. Yeah, that's, it's, uh, it's a good time, man. And uh, actually, that whole day is a good time. So uh, come out. We will be doing a quote-unquote family dinner as well after, uh, after the game. The location is up in the air at the moment. Cool. Awesome. But that too shall be determined. All in good time. All right. Cool. Well, thank you all for uh, coming on tonight, sharing, just hanging out. Guess so. Uh, guess next time we talk, it'll be uh, after this weekend. So we'll have some sweet little event wrap ups, little bat reps. Some and, uh, Titan death, man. Yeah. And uh, who knows what else GW is going to throw at us this weekend. So. Uh, who well, knows indeed we're all waiting on bated uh, breath yep also be sure to check out our new events or our new uh, segments as well we got Artificer Unplugged now yep coming Wednesday to you night from the hobby channel yeah 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 Richmond 30k uh, check our uh, check our page we have a link to our discord that you can join up and uh, hang out with Will and the gang tomorrow night at 8pm eastern time and, uh, which is to say Wednesday night <laughs> Yep. And uh, then yes, we've got <laughs> Son of yeah, a bitch. tomorrow night. <laughs> well, wait a minute, but I'm watching this episode on Thursday. Yes, Wednesdays. Wednesdays. Yep. Although we are recording a new uh, Heresy Red School again, aren't we? This week? 
Yeah. Um, this week's uh, episode is going to be all about the sweet, sweet void battles over uh, Port Maw. So it's going to be tons of fun. But uh, yeah, if you haven't heard any of the new Heresy Grad School stuff, it goes out every Monday. So uh, take a listen. Yep. And uh, we've got some really cool stuff down the line coming soon, I hope. We'll oh, be working yeah. on some secret stuff. It's going to be fun. Hopefully, I'll get it all rolled out at the start of next year. And uh, yeah, so wait and see. And that's all. I'm all just going to leave it at that. <laughs> Giving myself some space and time. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> but uh, yeah, all right. Well, um, guys, I'd say that's a wrap. Dave, Pat, Robbie, Steve, and Will's gone. But thank you all for coming on tonight. Happy to be here. Cool, guys. And until next time, catch you later. Have a good night. Keep those dice rolling. One day we're actually going to, we're almost 50 episodes in, and one day we're actually going to have a catchphrase for the end of this podcast, I swear. We're, we're still working on it. Yeah. Don't tease me like that. <laughs> we, uh, we channel Will here. Bye. Nice. Bye. Bye.